Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey everyone, it's Caroline from G Thanks Just Bought It, reminding you that in between episodes, you can find me on Instagram at G Thanks Just Bought It Pod. You can find products that don't make it onto the episodes and recommendations from listeners like you. So before you start this episode, give it a follow and say hi in the comments. And for a full list of every product we featured on G Thanks, visit gthanksjustboughtit.com slash episodes. See you there. Everybody, welcome to another episode of G Thanks Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. I'm your host, Caroline Moss. Today, I'm joined by a man. I don't usually have men on the show. Uh, I don't really, you know, they have enough spaces. But my good friend, my good buddy, Mike Riggs, new dad, father of my godson, um, is one of my nearest and dearest. And since becoming a father several months ago, almost six months ago. Let's not rush it. Five months ago. Almost five, five months, months ago. ago. That's right. Um, I feel like you, you've you been spending a ton of time at home with uh, the little babe. Your wife is a doctor because women can be doctors too. And, uh, and I feel like you have a lot to share with us. And recently, there have been a few guests, um, notably my mini episode co-host Jackie Johnson, who's due with her first in June, who are very overwhelmed by the baby stuff space. And I feel like you have some knowledge now. And I also love you and wanted to have you on the show. So welcome. Uh, First, thank you. I will try and honor this space. uh, (laughs) And keep in mind that like a lot of your listeners don't need to be told uh, how to take care of babies because they're all uh, women, this, and this, we all know that all women have babies. <laughs> this is this is a bit, <laughs> you're off to a great start. You're off to I a know, great I, start, Mike. I know you're so nervous. You're nervous. I was I was trying to say the right things, and then I immediately started saying the wrong things. Anyway, it's okay. um, you're gonna be great. You're gonna be great. Thanks. I'll try not to be awful. Um, I totally <laughs> sympathize with anyone who feels overwhelmed by the amount of baby products. And figuring out like which ones you need and which ones are merely just like somewhat useful. I have a cat crawling over my desk right now. Don't Um, we all? And don't we all? Uh, Yeah, I feel like before you guys are are sort of like normal people in that I know you're just like reasonable people. You're not super major consumers. Like I know that you guys didn't have like a full like nursery theme and like. I know that you guys were kind of just going for basics, especially like right in the beginning. But I even think that space is really overwhelming because you also don't know what kind of kid you're going to get. Like, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, like X, Y, Z works for every baby. And then all of a sudden you have this child who like doesn't give a shit about whatever, you know, blanket you've swaddled him in or whatever crib you've put him in. Is there anything that you bought that you like have not used? 
Um, I don't. So we didn't. We didn't buy a lot of stuff. We had family and friends who gave us like their old hand me downs, which I think, you know, if you're the kind of person who's like fine with using old stuff like toys, that's <laughs> yeah, that's a great person to be because yeah. they can just put it in a box and send it to you for fifteen dollars. We went before Max got here. Max is my son's name. My my wife and my son's name, uh, Molly, who is my wife. We went to a, like a big box baby store, and mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of the name of the store, but it was massive. And I did not want to go at all. I was like, this place is going to make us feel like we need stuff that we don't actually need. Mm-hmm. And that kind of that kind of was true. Uh, there was. Like they had like a diaper pail, like, you know, just like the nice thing about getting a diaper, uh, a trash can specifically for diapers is that like they're, they're kind of pretty better than a normal trash can at like not having you smell what's in them all the time. Yeah. Um, and they had like diaper pail, like diaper pails for like a hundred dollars. And I found that deeply offensive. And what I don't makes think. Them, that- are we talking about diaper pail or are we talking about like diaper genie, which I know is like a little different. I don't know what the difference is. I don't even know <laughs> okay, the name of I don't even know the name <laughs> of the diaper trash can we use. It yeah. it comes up to the middle of my shin and it has like a little sliding door on top and I put the dirty diapers in it and then sometimes I close the door and other times I forget. And so is this like litter robot for children? Yeah, kind of. It's like, but the door is like manual. There's nothing sophisticated about this thing at all. And I actually have some notes for the manufacturer, which I won't go into now, because if you <laughs> over if you overfill the trash bag and then try and lift it out, it'll rip. Because yeah, well, there's like a just science. I mean, I don't know that you needed the the owner's manual for that. That just feels like well, you know. I mean, yeah, but it's like part of the hinge has like a like a, a sticking out part. I don't know. There's okay. there's all these tiers of of quality and I think you can sure. work with the low the low tier stuff if you're just aware of the ways in which it is insufficient. So I'm okay. sure that if we had bought the $100 diaper pail, yeah. that there it would have all smooth edges on the inside and so you're not really at risk <laughs> of ripping it out. But I think we got a cheap <laughs> crappy diaper pail. Um and have, so have I have you to had like, blowout garbage bags now? Have you like ripped a garbage bag with big one time. poopy diapers in it? Oh really? Yeah. One time I, I ripped it because I didn't realize that there was this like weird sharp protruding thing on the hinge and I and I tore the bag pulling it out. But now I just shove my hand inside the garbage can and cover up the hinge and pull the bag up and then pray it doesn't rip because if it does, it's gonna like get poopy diapers all over my arm. This but is I what think- men are good for. This is what men are good for. Yes, taking out the trash. And I'm sorry, yes. I just dropped something loud. No, but it's okay. I, we did go in there. We did go in the store and we did feel like super overwhelmed. Um, also, there's that weird thing that happens if you, I call it like poor person brain, but I associate high price with like high quality. Mm-hmm. And so it's really weird when you go into these big box stores and every product has like a cheap version, an expensive version. And like, for me, I, you know, I was just like freaked out, like, Oh, if I buy this cheap thing, is it going to break? Or is it going to like give my kid like cancer or something? Right. Um, but we ended up talking ourselves out of buying anything expensive except the stroller. Interesting. Um, we went to the stroller section and, you know, I saw on one end, they arranged them by price at the store we went to. And so I saw on one end was like a really, cheap stroller and then on the other end was a stroller that cost like four times as much and i was like this is a sham this is a lie all strollers are the same and mm-hmm. molly was like will you please just try 
pushing a few of them instead of storming out of the store like some kind of crazy person. Right. And I was like, fine, whatever. So I like grabbed a $200 stroller and I was like, this is fine. And I'm like yanking it around and jerking right. it. And then I grabbed an $800 stroller and I was like, we are buying an $800 stroller because this is <laughs> well, amazing. What was it? Was it like the wheels? Was it, you know, it's, the it's, shock look, resistance? Like, I don't even know what kind of qualities strollers have or is it easy to assemble with one hand or like you know pop up pop in what it's the leather makes it- the leather wrapped handle for starters <laughs> so comfortable um no it's 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 something in the wheels it's something in like the solidness of it and like maybe there's more metal i don't know i'll just i'm i'm kind of embarrassed about this sometimes because like i see people pushing like 50 dollar you know, thrift store strollers. And I'm just like, your life would be better if you had my up a baby. Well, I I get that. But then when you talk about poor person brain, the idea being that like, because when you say that, do you feel like just that has to do with like how you were raised or the environment that you grew up in? Like, were you pushed around in a $50 stroller? Do you think your life would have been better in an up a baby? You know, it's actually, I think my mom's life would have been better. Uh, Mm -hmm. we, she and I talked about this. So I take Max to and from daycare most days because Molly is a resident and her schedule is crazy. So it is, it's like 0.85 miles to his daycare. This was not my choice. We tried to get someplace closer, but it turns out that you need to like get on the waiting list a year in advance. Yes. Like even before you conceive, which um, I should have known that I should have done my homework, but like whatever, live and learn. So anyway, (laughs) I have to push him almost a mile to daycare and almost a mile back. And it's really easy. It's fun. It's nice. It's not a problem. I enjoy the walk. It is the most exercise I've gotten on a day-to-day basis since COVID started um, because even though I could have just walked around without a baby, um, I it was like- It does give I've you no- a little reasoning to do it. Yeah. It's like I was a like, I've, I have, I work purpose. from home. I have no reason to leave the house for the last two years, but now we walk a lot and it's really nice. And I, some, I often will call my mom on my walk and be like, hey, Ma, what's up? What's going on? And I've got this has been a great opportunity for me to ask her what it was like to be a parent of a baby, um, her oldest son. Yeah. And a big thing we talked about on one of those walks was the stroller. And she was like, you know, this, this, my mom's pretty tall. And she was like, the stroller that I used for you and your brother was very uncomfortable. And like, I kept kicking, kicking the back of it. And it made me like, just not ever want to like leave the house. And I probably didn't get out of the house as much as I should have when you were a baby and it would have been good for me to like get out of the house more. And I was like, oh, yeah. Wow, so that's, yeah. I don't think, I don't think any of the fancy baby stuff is for the baby because they don't oh, okay. know. Yeah. They don't care. It's for the parent. Like it's, I think for a lot of the stuff, it's like peace of mind or social signaling. There's a lot of stuff now that's like, oh, this was de- designed by European scientists as if like European scientists know know yeah. something about babies that like right i don't know procter and gamble doesn't but um yeah so i think some of it makes life the more expensive stuff can make your life easier it can make you feel like you're doing the right thing for your kid even though you know i'm pretty skeptical of that for a lot of products and then also i think there's like a weird social signaling thing going on here like i was in the diaper bag section and i don't know like the diaper bag sits in the bottom of the stroller 
Like that's mm-hmm. where the diaper bag goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess at some point, like I'll wear a diaper bag when he's like old enough to walk around and we're going to the zoo or something. But like for right mm-hmm. now, like why would I pay a hundred dollars for a diaper bag when I can get like a backpack on Amazon for twenty dollars? That well, that's diapers? the that's the thing that I always wonder about with baby stuff because like as kids and as kids of parents who had babies and you and I are both like oldest siblings. So we experienced having younger siblings. Like, I know that we know this, but I don't know that we've really thought about it. Like, of course there was no Amazon. Like you would go to like babies are us or like bye bye baby. And like, that was it. There weren't like options like a diaper bag. I feel like is from a time where there weren't like, like a woman had like a small purse or like a pocketbook and the diaper mm-hmm. bag was like for this. But now every, you know, like tote bags are huge. Like people carry around like, you know, the LL Bean canvas totes that have pockets in them. Backpacks like ex- like anything can really be a diaper bag. Like as a non-parent, I'm just wondering now after a couple of months with a baby, whether it's you or Molly carrying the bag, like what goes in the bag and like what what's what kind of like uh things are you looking for in any bag for it to be considered a diaper bag because i feel like in our time as children i remember my mom's diaper bag being like quilted and having like a fold out mat like pad for changing and i just feel like that's not what this is anymore but as we go into parenthood we only take with us what we know so like a diaper bag feels like I don't know. I, I feel like I've just heard from tons of parents who were like, I bought this diaper, b- diaper bag, but I just use this backpack because I like it better. It's more comfortable. I can be hands free or whatever. Um, I just feel like diaper bag, especially is like a scam. I I think it's a scam and I think it's a scam that works for the people who make them because <laughs> people who are expecting their first kid have just a ton of preparation anxiety. Right. Like, and nesting is part of that, like this desire to like have the space perfectly set up. And I'm not going to lie, like we felt some of that. But then our son was born uh, like four and a half weeks early because right. sometimes that happens. And so nothing was prepared. I had not put together the side sleeper bassinet. I didn't put together the crib. We had a bunch of crap from Amazon that I hadn't unpacked. Like not not fancy crap, but just like the the changing station we're going to talk right. about later that I'm very excited right. for. Um, <laughs> so we didn't even have like a diaper bag. Like uh, Mo- Molly ordered like a backpack. I don't know. I think she like Amazon primed it from the ICU or something. And she was like, right. we need a place for this. Right. And here's what goes in. Here's what goes in ours. A one bottle of milk. Okay. Um, You know, the best breast milk my wife can make, which is pretty damn fantastic if I do say so myself. Do you um, promise not to make only... this weird? You promise not yeah, to make I it know, weird. I promise. Prom- I promise. <laughs> I just, I just want to give props to my wife without insulting anyone who is not breastfeeding or <laughs> wants to but can't. Whatever. I know. I get um, it. Also, as a backstory, just so that you guys know, understand me and Mike's relationship, Molly, Mike's wife, and Dan who you know, my husband, were best friends in college. And so the two of them are still best friends. And now the four of us are really good friends. But Mike and I are often on the outs of their like weird, you know, uh, juvenile 18 year old 
friendship where they talk about like the weird spring breaks that they've been on. So, so yeah, sorry. I wasn't in like your live journal group in 2003. <laughs> yeah, right. That's how they did they meet in their live journal group. Yes, they did. Oh, we married such dorks. Um, Nerds. okay. So yes, um, cause Molly's breastfeeding, but she also pumps or expresses mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you bring yeah. a bottle and, and Max is, bring- is four months. Almost four and a half months. months. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we good good god mothering there. By the way, um, Thank we you. bring Thank you so a, much. <laughs> we bring a bottle. We bring uh, six unused diapers. Okay. Um, well, we I would bring hope. a full <laughs> a full container of uh, wet wipes, and we mm-hmm. use I can't remember the exact brand. I, I think they're just called water wipes, and it's yep. like ninety nine percent water and one percent fruit. Um, a full tube of Desitin. Which, like, don't buy the hype for any of the other products. People have been using Destin for decades. Pediatricians recommend it. It's fine. All You, you just got to cover their butts. Just paint their butts white. Sure. Just paint it white. Um, and then two changes of clothes in the event that, like, he's just going to have, like, two massive consecutive massive diaper blowouts. dumps. Okay. And that's it. That's it. And I guess, like, if your baby likes a pacifier, you could bring a pacifier. Max refuses to use a pacifier. He would much rather suck on his fingers or just yell at us. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, and that's it. And I guess, you know, I guess if like you had a toddler and an infant, you would want to be bringing stuff for both of them. So like, I'm I'm guessing that like the di- the book bag we use will have like snacks in it and sunblock eventually, and maybe like a first aid kit. I don't know. I don't know. But but then it's like you're bringing everything. Like, why don't we just like well, never leave the house? Right. That's the th- that's the thing. I I think that people get. Um, especially with a first child that it becomes a very big stress. I mean, it's literally like me packing for a weekend trip. Like you get so in the weeds about all of the what ifs that you just forget what the basics are. And like, you know, if in a pinch you needed something, you know, how far are we ever really from like a CVS? Right. And, or how far are you going from home? Um, but I can see all of that stuff. If you have a pocket for the bottle, which most backpacks have, water bottle pocket so i assume that could also fit a baby bottle then like you don't really need anything super special and like i don't know what the i'm looking at pottery barn kids right now because i assume that they have some diaper bag that's like an absurd price but i'm looking at like what the whatever the hot diaper bag is i just feel like it's like if the stroller if the quality of the stroller is uh indicated by the price i just i don't think the same is for the backpack yeah i'm looking at this like mark and graham by pottery barn kids camo diaper bag and it's like 200 bucks and it's just a tote bag it's a tote bag i refuse i I mean but also have you noticed mike because as a dad there's so many like weird tactical diaper bag like companies for you know diaper bags for dads that make they look like gun safes but they're for your kid you know you don't want to look like a fucking wuss changing your son's diaper when i was looking at the diaper bags that this big box baby story went to the only stuff that seemed like even gender neutral was eddie bauer diaper interesting okay big shout and no knock on you know the Eddie Bauer Ford Expedition. You can take the whole family. No knock on like the clothes. I'm sure they're great for golfing. But it's like I'm not an Eddie Bauer guy. You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I love a good pair of jorts, but it's just it wasn't my thing. So I right. ended up with like this ridiculously 
colored backpack that Molly picked out because sure. she's like deeply into pop art and doesn't yeah. really care about my preferences when it comes to fashion because <laughs> they're bad. They're bad. Right, I don't right, have their preferences. Right. Um, but it's about but it's about use. I mean, if it's I think people get caught up in the aesthetics rather than the utility function. So if you can get both, you know, in a colorful backpack and a utility driven s- sort of you know situation then i think that's like a good deal do you know how much she paid for that backpack was it under 100 oh i think it was like 25 dollars. perfect and it's to- yeah, and she's- four months in we're all good like nothing's okay yeah totally set and also <laughs> like the bottom of the stroller is its own kind of backpack in a way like we just sometimes if we're gonna be out for like an hour or two Right. Uh, we dump we dump a bunch of crap in it. Also, I don't know. There's all this other stuff I've learned. Like he he naps three times a day and yeah. he sleeps a lot at night. And so like it's not like we can go anywhere for a full day and need a full day's worth of stuff because right. he he can't handle that. And we have been in the situation where like we needed something that we forgot, and so we just we were a block away from the CVS. Like the first time we took him out of the house was in the dead of winter. Um, because we had to wait for him to like graduate from preemie status, and right, right. I very stupidly was like, "Oh, it's twenty six degrees. We just need like this very thin hospital blanket on him." And like, <laughs> great. We got three blocks from the house, and his eyes were just like peeled wide open. And he was like, <laughs> "What is happening?" So we went to CVS, and they had a nice thick fleece for twenty bucks. And so, right, okay. So and, and yeah. you you live you learn kind of stuff too. I mean, yeah, exactly. With this stroller, you know, because like eight hundred dollars is like so it's, a, it's it's so expensive. Is there like a four hundred dollar version that you think you could be just as happy with? I'm sure. I'm sure. I we also know that the there two, are like thirteen hundred dollar ones. Yeah, exactly. They, but yeah. like, what what about the stroller? So I also mentioned you guys don't have a car. You live in a city, so wherever you're going, you are walking. So I also mm-hmm. I understand that. So that's super important. Um, and might not apply to everybody. Like if you live in an area where you're always in the car and you're not doing a ton of walking in the stroller, like, yeah, it, it makes sense. But for you have to walk two miles a day with the stroller, you obviously want to be comfortable. Is there anything about it beyond just that it's easy to push that you feel uh, like is worth that $800 price tag? And which up a baby is it? So I can look it up. It is. Um, is it the Vista? It's the one that fits one baby. Okay. There's a big there's a big up a baby and a and and another. Anyway, I I don't remember exactly which one. I'll look it up. I'll look it up while we're talking. But yeah. here's the thing that I think is good about it that I think is going to make me feel better about the purchase over time is that um all the all the parts that can break are replaceable. Oh. And okay. So it's like a car. So like it's it's not unusual for people to was it the Vista? I can't tell just from looking at these what stroller I have. I feel like I should know. It's not the – is it the Cruise? Should I know? I'm sorry. I'm looking at the No, website. I'm looking too. There's there's already. one that's $700 and the rest of them are a little over $1,000. So then we got the $700 one. Okay. We must have. We must have. It, so it, it looks like it's the Upper Baby Cruise V2. Yes, that is it. I'm looking wow. at the picture now. I so like, am amazing. Okay. The wheels are replaceable on the okay. front and the back. And the company is just like very good about providing parts for when stuff breaks. Okay. And I don't 
I don't know how much that, I don't know how often strollers break. We would like to have another kid in the next few years and we think it would be great to, you know, just keep this stroller mm-hmm. and use it for that one as well. And I don't know if the $200 stroller, like maybe people use those for like four consecutive kids and they never break and they never have a problem. And all their, the only thing they're like really trading off in exchange for that lower price is like, it feels more like a Honda Civic and less like a, like a, Cadillac Escalade or something. I don't know. It's just sure. it, was, it was our one big expense. Like our the the bassinet that Max sleeps in right now, like my brother-in-law and his wife gave us that. Right. And um like so many of his clothes are hand-me-downs or like gifts from people. Mm-hmm. And all of his toys is like little his little place his play place that he like lies under and looks up. Uh, that that's from our in-laws and their kids used it. Right. Um, so it was like the one thing I was like, will this actually make a difference? And I was like, man, I was like, it would really, it would really, I would feel super bummed if we decided like, let's spend $300 less and then. And, and have an unenjoyable experience and be dreading having to leave the house. It's just, it's the only way we get around. We, cause yeah, like. Exactly. We, We'll take an Uber if like the weather's absolutely just atrocious, but like mm-hmm. we've pushed him through snow in this. We've, there's uh, a nice rain cover that we can put on it. We push it in the rain. We've pushed him in like 17 degree weather. Cause you can, you can just put all this like uh like a weird sleeping bag type thing around it. And right. I don't know, it makes life super easy and it folds up. And do I also feel like, I'm one of those dads who's like got the nice leather handle. I'm like, this looks like pretty fly. Yeah, sure. But <laughs> it's the utility that really got me first. I feel like if I purchased an $800 stroller before my child was born, there would be a part of me that would experience a little bit of like buyer's remorse or stress and, and sort of kind of for a while before using it or or for a while before really understanding how great it was, which you cannot predict until you are using it multiple times a week with your kid, I feel like I I wouldn't be able to come around on that price. Like it would, it would stress me out. That kind of money like stresses me out. And I know it does for you too. It's like, that's just like, that's a lot of money for one thing. Was there a moment uh, where you realized I would I would, if this broke and the warranty was over, I would buy this again in a heartbeat. Um, yeah, it, the snowstorm. Like uh-huh. we had not, we had not seen anybody since uh, Molly and Max both got to come home from the hospital. We had not seen anybody socially at all. Like no family members had been able to visit. And uh, Molly's brother came up while she was still in the ICU, and Max was in the NICU, and that was really wonderful. But um, after we got home, like we had done nothing. And then some friends were like, we um, would like to have you guys over for dinner. And it's going to be this couple and then another couple and their new baby who we hadn't seen in a long time and are really good friends with. And we looked forward to it for like three weeks. We're we're so excited. We hadn't done a date night. We hadn't taken the baby out to like eat outdoors or anything because it was too cold and we were just nervous. And then like this guy dumped nine inches on Philly and Philly is just not the kind of city that cleans up snow very quickly, even though you think right. they'd be used to it by now. And I was just like, what are we going to do? I was like, 
let's just go. Let's just put this thing to the test. Let's try and break this stroller. Okay. Let's have a freaking adventure. And we did it. And yeah, it was a little messy. It was a little sloppy. Yeah. But like we got there and it wasn't arduous to get there. And then when we got done with dinner, they were like, well, let us drive you home. And I was like, the roads are insane. I actually feel like it's safer and easier to walk back to through walk. the snow with this stroller. Yeah. And we did. And did you I have that plastic inc- thing over the stroller? Does that come with it? The like weather um, guard? I We hadn't used it because the snow had stopped falling. So okay. like I mostly use that for like rain. It's really yeah, good yeah, for yeah. rain. Yeah. Um, and I don't I just remember like thinking like one of my big fears is I like I get really anxious about complicated logistics and I'm always really nervous about feeling embarrassed or uh, like I'm a mess in public. Like yeah. I, I whenever I see uh, parents having trouble with their kids in public, even though I know that like this is like a totally normal thing, uh, like I feel like kind of sick to my stomach because I'm like. If that were me, I would feel like everybody was looking at me and thinking about like I'm a bad dad or something, you know, even though I, I don't yeah. look at those people and think that. Of course. And I think I think when you I think there's so many people, especially in this community, too, that have expressed moments where like people have gone out of their way to be like, you're doing a great job if they're in the grocery store and their kids having like a fucking meltdown for whatever reason, because kids have meltdowns and kids are kids. And and it definitely I think eases people. I mean, I think experiencing that as a man also is like kind of a novelty for you. Cause I think women who have their kids with them experience that all the time. This idea that like everyone's looking at you and everyone thinks you're a bad parent. Uh, the daycare moms, I, there are daycare dads too, but there are yeah. a lot of daycare moms and they're always like very quick to tell me, um, Oh, it's okay. It's fine. Cause like he, Max at the end of the day, he like does not want to be like strapped or seated into anything. Cause he's, mm-hmm. you know, spent time in his crib and in the rocking chair. But the first thing I do is like, I give him a big hug and kiss. And I'm like, all right, now you're going in the car seat attachment for the stroller right. and you're going to stay there for the next 25 minutes. And he'll like <laughs> occasionally like lose his mind. Yeah. And I immediately like break out into like a horrible sweat. And like my shirt is soaked within seconds of that cry. And I'm always like looking around being like, it's just a thing he does. It's just a thing he does. He's not hurt. I'm not hurting my baby. Right. I'm not, this is my baby and I'm not hurting him. And the daycare dads all, if they're there, they just look away. They just look away. Really? They like don't, they don't, don't want to watch. They don't want to They don't want to have a bonding moment with you? They don't want to have a bonding moment. The funny thing is the daycare moms are always like, oh, so sweet. Or like, oh, I wish, I wish, I wish mine were still that young. Oh, wow. I love her now, but I wish she was still there. <laughs> I don't know. You know, and I'm always just like, thank you for saying that because like, I seriously feel like someone's going to call child protective services every time my child cries in public. I think um, a lot of people feel that way. And I think a lot of people are like, you know, their baby coughs or sneezes and you go into like a tailspin. Um, yes. Ta- having a sure. child and being the, the, you know, one of a handful of people that is tasked with keeping it alive is so difficult um and i think that the consumer ba- the baby stuff industry really kind of preys on that vulnerability a little bit um there's so much shit that you could buy 
And all of the marketing is like, happy baby, like happy baby, happy baby, as if like, you know, some shittier diaper pail will make your baby any less happier. Um, So I like the idea of going into it being like, I'm going to buy something that's going to make me a happy parent rather than like trying to please this like tiny creature who doesn't do anything all day, but like shit himself. Yeah. And I... I feel that way too, uh, Molly. So the the stroller was the thing, and I have to say also that this was this was a gift from our in laws. Incredibly yeah. generous of them. I still had a lot of anxiety about the price, and basically refused to take it out of the box um, because I kept just thinking like maybe we'll just return this without opening it and then give them the money back. Because I was like, I felt embarrassed that it was such a nice gift from them, even though I was incredibly grateful, and then also like just horrified by the idea of like. You know, like when you don't want to like break the top of a jar of peanut butter because it's so yeah. nice looking and you're like, yeah. the minute I scoop this, it's going to- It's all it's over. Only, yeah. And then a week from now, it's going to look like, you know, just awful, awful, <laughs> like an explosion happened. But, um, and now, but I'm, I get everything I feel that way about. I don't buy a lot of expensive things. We don't own a lot of expensive things, but every new thing I'm always nervous to use and I want to like be really delicate with it. And then eventually like I'm- realize that like, Hey, this thing survived being in like a shipping truck and thrown away around by UPS. And it was like built by machines. And it's like, most things are pretty sturdy. Um, I mean, uh, one question about the stroller before I know we're going to move on to like the changing table stuff, but like, what is the market like for gently used up a babies? It's, that is a fantastic question. I meant to introduce that idea a few minutes ago. It's fantastic. You can really? save so much money. Look, I don't know if you live like if you live in a suburban area, maybe the market's even better because there's more kids out there. But like I remember in Philly looking around on Facebook Marketplace and like people offering selling 2017 and 2018 up a baby strollers mm-hmm. that were for like $175. And they're like, I just had the wheels replaced. Wow. And it's the same model we have. It's just like four or five years older. And the thing that o- the only thing that scared me is I was like, well, I just want the warranty. I just want the three-year warranty. I want no matter what happens to this thing. Because the idea of hundred paying $175 yeah. for something that's just as good as the thing that costs $700 is like very attractive unless it's like six months from breaking. And then the $175 right. is gone. And because I there's no extended go- warranty situation. If you're buying uh, a resold stroller and a part breaks, you're you have to cover that cost on your own, right? Yeah, and I yeah, I mean, yes, I think that's the the case. I have not like talked to Upa Baby about what their policy is for second and third owners of their products, but sure. like I'm pretty sure you would have to buy and replace those things on your own. Also, I will say that like I had some like weird, you know, Max was born in November, 2021. So like I was relatively desensitized to like COVID cootie fears. And like, I know that it doesn't spread through fomites, but some part of me, was also just like, it's a thing my kid's going to sit in a lot and it has like some fabric components and like, you know, I just, there are lots of things that I was fine with them being used, including fabric things that we got from family and friends. Like I don't care because I trust all of you to wash them. And you know, everybody's just got to draw a line somewhere. Like I'm definitely like a 15 second rule with stuff that falls on the floor. Sure. Um, in terms of, in terms of eating it, like f- literally a full 15 seconds. Like I'm going to, as soon as I get done washing my hands and then putting these dishes away, I'm going to pick up whatever that food is and blow right. it off and eat it because it's still good. 
And, right. God, I, you, you know, know what? I'm with you. I'm with you. But I also think if we have different standards for like our children than we do for ourselves. Yeah, I totally. I mean, I, I just also, I constantly am trying to like balance the seesaw of like being overly concerned about him and also not concerned enough. Like, cause I, I see, I, I don't think anybody would be shocked to like go out in the world and look at some parents and it's like, you can give your kid like a little bit more leash. Like they're pretty robust, sure. you know? And then also parents on the other hand, it's like, it's like, maybe you should, you should set some better boundaries or like not let your kid play with that, like gas powered weed whacker in the street during rush hour. Hey, you know, you know so what? Like, I, what I'm hearing is you being a little judgmental. Okay. Yeah. Here, I, you know, I, it happens. I'm <laughs> telling you, I have, I have, I have seen some of the parents. I'm like, Oh, I feel for you really bad. And then other parents, I'm like, you need to lay down the law, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Cause, cause you can't spoil a baby. So can't, right. I'll have, we'll just have to figure it out when he gets older. <laughs> okay. I'll keep you guys in line. I, I'm, I'm, um, so, okay, so if you have another child, do you do you feel like you're planning on eventually putting your up a baby in five years on the market, or how old can that specific up a baby? Like, how many? What age? Because I'm looking at the the ad for it, and there's like toddlers in this stroller. So, essentially, this will be your stroller till Max is what like able to walk a mile on his own without. Yeah, assistance. I don't know. When when do you stop putting kids in strollers? I don't I, even Dan know. still pushes me around in a stroller. So I have no I have <laughs> no idea. We also have the Uppa baby. Um yeah, I don't I I don't know. I don't have kids. You have kids, so I'm asking you. Can you t- are yeah, you telling me you're not the 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 voice the expert of on, Exactly. Uh yeah, I don't know. I mean, I imagine that we'll keep it through you know, knock on wood, we have a second one and 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 it all goes well and we have an opportunity to use it for that person. I personally like the idea if it's still good and up a baby is still selling parts for it when we no longer use it. I kind of like the idea of donating it just because mm-hmm. like we have relied really heavily on this, um, on this secondhand shop for kids stuff that is also like set up as a charity. And we haven't really had the opportunity to donate anything useful to them because we're still using most of it. Sure. Um, but I like the idea of giving away. Like people have given us so much stuff that they probably, I don't know, could have got like 50 bucks for on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist. Yeah. yeah. And it's been so helpful. It's been so helpful. And like I have a colleague at work who he and his wife are expecting and Molly and I put together like a care package for them. And I think this is like the best thing parents can do for like expectant parents is I I am not normally the kind of person who pushes my crap, my old crap that I don't want on other people. <laughs> It always like, cause you know, just like, no, you you don't want this. I know you don't want this. Sure. I'm not going to put you in the position of having to tell me that you think my stuff is crap, but kids stuff is totally different. Mm-hmm. It is. They outgrow everything really quickly. Like you go from newborn to zero to three to three to six to six to 12. And sometimes mm-hmm. your baby like just shoots past one of those. Mm-hmm. If they are like good at packing on the pounds, Max is not good at packing on the pounds, but like once they're at a zero to three, like it ain't happening. They're not wearing it. They won't right. like it. They want to be able to stretch out. So like, do you throw that away? No, right, no. you shouldn't throw it away. Give it, give it away. So yeah. when we don't need the upper baby anymore, I mean, especially if like, there's not any more like backwards compatible parts, 
we're definitely, I think we would just give it away for sure. Right. I mean, I'm sure we can make under 75 bucks, but like, it's also nice to do. I think that makes sense. And also like just kind of bringing back what you said at the beginning about the fact that like, it really sucks that cost and quality are related in this particular product market, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like if you can't Mm -hmm. afford an $800 stroller, you are going to get a stroller that might not be as good as or comfortable for you, the parent. And so I feel like putting it in a place where someone who might not be able to have afforded it uh, is like a great idea. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Do you guys have a buy nothing group in your neighborhood? We do. We do have are, a buy nothing. Are you in group. it? Mike is very like involved in his like neighborhood like g- goings on. You always know I what sp- you're doing. I spend I spend too much time reading next door and then getting mad yeah. at everybody who posts yeah. on it. Um yeah. Molly <laughs> Molly talked me into joining the the Facebook group um for our neighborhood and some so much cool stuff is posted on there and I just I feel like the people who are getting the most out of it are the ones who doom scroll yeah on the buy nothing page right because i'll see something that was posted seven minutes ago and four people have already used the correct terminology to say that they're interested and want it uh but it has been a great it's been a great way for us to uh offload stuff like a few of the i don't know if you like when we registered for the registry Mm -hmm. um which we didn't put a lot of stuff on, or maybe no, actually we did. We put way too much stuff on. It was hilarious. We put like books on. We put like <laughs> yeah books for a baby. Oh my god! <laughs> I told Molly we should not put books on there, and she was like, "Just yeah, your we're baby, put your baby's so dumb. He there. can't even read. He's four yeah, months. My He's my baby useless, is too dumb, baby. <laughs> dumb to read full novels. Yeah, fucking idiot. D- dumb baby. Um, dumb baby. We put um. When we signed up for that registry, we got like, I don't know, like $100 worth of free infant formula. Oh, wow. And as like samples. And like we didn't need that, but we put it on the Buy Nothing group. And then a pediatrician who runs like a clinic for families that need assistance was like, oh, yes, I would love that. And then then we were like when Max grew out of his infant diapers and we saw some leftover, uh, like sealed obviously, because they yeah. come in like pou- pouches of tin or whatever. Right. Uh, we were able to give those away. And like, it just feels so good. It feels so good. And it would feel so, I would feel like such a tool haggling, because we are privileged, I would feel like a tool haggling over, Like you know, 50 bucks worth extra, of stuff. Exactly. But but it wouldn't even be, it would be like 15. It would be like, yeah. I would post something for $20 and someone would show up and say, can you take $15? And they're like, no, it's $20. You can get the fuck off my porch. Like, right. I, I'm not going to do that. Like, yeah. 
Just take it. Just take it. Just take it. Yeah. And I also think the buy nothing group has opened my eyes, especially just, you know, there's always things that, that if you don't want it, you see the value in it. And immediately, even if it's like not something that like you want, like I, like old Navy once sent me, uh, like, like three of the same thing that I ordered and I had only ordered one and they were like, just keep it. So I put, it was like brand new sweater with tags, like two of them, put them on the buy nothing group. They were gone. And it's like stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, of course that's something that someone would want. But more often than not, I'm always surprised at, and I know this is like the whole meaning behind the buy nothing group, which is like the amount of stuff that I would consider trash gets put in the buy nothing group. And someone's like, I need that. Like, I really, I really want that. Like someone, I don't know, someone put like, all, their whole like you know old jar, salsa jar pickle jar collection and they were like i don't want to put this in recycling unless someone needs it and someone was like oh cool like uh my kid's gonna like spray paint all of these this weekend and we're gonna make like flower vases like i don't know just stuff that i wouldn't be thinking of and it really makes you realize that every time i go to like throw something away i'm like oh my god i feel so bad like i feel like i should tell someone in the buy nothing group that this exists because yeah someone yeah. will want it and i imagine that like baby stuff is just always always in circulation based on how fast babies grow but also how much shit they need uh this is totally true both both of those observations first of all i've seen people post really weird stuff in the buy nothing group like dead plants yeah like a potted plant that they clearly yeah clearly failed to take care of and somebody's immediately like i would love this and it's like you realize that's like a 15 cent plastic pot and Mm -hmm. the plant the plant is dead i don't know they want it people still want it but also yes things that have i mean baby baby gear falls in that like sweet spot of even if you don't need yourself you know someone who needs it and then because again because they're growing so quickly like the needs are constantly changing Right. So it's just the kind of thing that, I mean, I, you know, I already have too much crap in my life. So I'm like, I haven't actually claimed anything on the buy nothing group, but I could see someone like claiming baby stuff on a buy nothing group because they think they might be able to give it to someone in the future. Definitely. That always happens in ours too. Like we'll find people like the way that that woman reached out about the formula samples. Like, you know, we know exactly who this can go to. Um, that would make me feel better about the amount of stuff consumed. Um, what size clothing is Max in now? So he's in, I don't know if there's vanity clothing, vanity sizing for babies, but he's <laughs> okay. like, he, he's in like three to six months. Uh, you know, the, that label, the label says three to six months. And some of those things like fit him very snugly and he looks like super trimmed out. And then some yeah. of those things are like massive and he's swimming in them. But by and large, he's in the three to six. We have, uh, I don't, I'm kind of embarrassed. I still don't know quite all the proper terminology for all these things. But like there's a a piece of baby clothing that I think is just called a onesie that Mm -hmm. like snaps at the groin and it doesn't have legs, legs on it. Yeah. I think that's just called a onesie. Yeah. A little Mm -hmm. onesie. And I guess the thing I really like a lot and am here to pimp on your show is uh, (laughs) called uh, a sleeper. But the onesie, um, he can still wear some of the zero to threes. He just can't wear anything zero to three that is footed because he's a big old long boy. And right. He is a long boy. Yeah. So he's too tall for that stuff. But he's in but the three to six. How do you feel about this? Everything I hear from parents is like, don't buy anything with snaps because in the middle of the night when you're changing your baby's diaper and you're half asleep or whatever, 
the snaps are so annoying. Like you want stuff with zippers or Velcro. What's your take on um, that? My take is zippers. Okay. Velcro is too loud. If you have to change a baby oh, in right. the middle of the, in the night, the best advice I've gotten is it's actually kind of weird, but it was like, don't even make eye contact with them. Like you should do nothing to mentally stimulate your baby. <laughs> Same in the with dogs. The okay. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so, and I've definitely had the problem with the snaps, but also, I don't know, Molly and I, my wife, we debate this all the time about like, how important is it to actually put on the baby's clothing correctly? Interesting. I mean, I would like, say how, maybe probably as long as it's safe. But what do you mean correctly yeah. versus what's an incorrect? So, like sometimes she'll be like, you missed a button. There's like a, uh, there's a lonely orphaned button on this onesie. And I'm like, who cares? I know it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound. Oh, I don't think it that, that matters. Like yeah. So she's, she is, she wants him to always look like very fresh. And I appreciate <laughs> that. And I respect that about her because again, the way I would dress him, if, if God forbid, it was just me who got to make those decisions or had to make those decisions, somebody would call CPS because it'd be like, there's something wrong. The, the baby's clothes are dirty. They're hideous. They're ugly. You have no fashion sense. We're calling the fashion, fashion <laughs> protective services. We're going to arrest you for buying ugly yeah. clothing. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, the snaps, I have missed them in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is kind of important to get most most of the snaps right so that the baby is like, they're not sticking their foot out of a sleeper and getting cold, but the zippers yeah. are just so much. The zippers are so much better. Are so much easier. They're so much better. Yeah. How often do you change a baby's diaper in the middle? Like when does that? Do you still change a diaper in the middle of the night, or do you do you do the full night? I don't know how that works. Um. So when when they're really young and have to feed like every two hours, we just kind of got in the habit of changing him every two hours. And I, and I don't know if that was important, but like when he woke up to feed, we, before we also did that, changed. Change yeah. Him. Okay. Uh, cause I was like terrified of like him developing, we were both terrified of him developing diaper rash and sure. And terrified, but yeah, don't they, any, but don't they anyway, don't they just get diaper rash anyway? Isn't that sort of like comes with the territory? It, look, I, I'm going to try and be really careful when you ask questions like this, not to say something <laughs> that makes it sound like I'm saying other people are bad at parenting. Okay, but, well, good. That's like saying no offense and then saying something really offensive. When we, he, spent, he spent the first two weeks in a, of his life in a neonatal intensive care unit, and uh-huh. he was on a CPAP machine, and he had tubes down his throat, and it was like very upsetting, and... Everything that the NICU nurses told me, I took as gospel. Well, that like, makes that's sense. What they yeah. Do. yeah. And so my favorite NICU nurse, Jean, she was like, diaper rash can get really, really, really bad. And it also, the baby can feel it and it doesn't feel good. Sure. And so for me, I was like, okay, I don't want my baby to ever get diaper rash. Yeah. Jean's a fear monger, eh? But And Jean okay. was like- Gene was like, just smear his ass with so much desitin that you can't even see the skin anymore every time you change the diaper. And that's and that's as a proactive move? Yeah, because the thing is, it's not, you know, for a while I was operating under the assumption that it was just like poop that causes diaper ash, but it's not. It's, it's the moisture. Pee. It's like the, the moisture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, the desitin just like creates this like very thick barrier. And yeah, it like... It gets on everything. It's messy. But I just, 
I don't know. I'm like, I'm thinking all the time about like, what can I do to like, not be negligent? Yeah. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to be like the most like fussy overprotective. But there are little things parent. that you can do for his comfort. Yeah. For his and, comfort. And, and, and yeah. An ass rubbed desitin is one of them. Yeah. Molly jokes all the time that I'm going to be like the biggest pushover dad in the I world. I think that that's it's like probably, true. Yeah. Well, it, that's not fair because then it puts her in the position of having to be the cop all the time, which she doesn't want to be because she also wants to be like the fun. I think you guys should just who, be fun parents and see what happens. Uh, He'll be fine. Um, I'm so I, nervous about that idea. Yeah, I think but. the proactive diaper rash prevention is a really interesting tip. Um, I think that that's. It's a great idea. Look, we haven't we haven't done it perfectly, okay? Like for a while we like when he was just like when it was just like wet diapers and no BMs, like we would sometimes be like, "Ah, eh, it looks like he's still got some dust on there." And he developed right. folliculitis and like his butt he's I hope he never listens to this. Oh my god, you're embarrassing gonna... him so much. Yeah, my I know. god, he's son. Hear this. Yeah. Um Dan, but anyway, it's Mike on the... And then so oh, hey, Mike. Mike, Mike Dan says a... hi. Oh, hey Dan. <laughs> what? What do you say? The mini vacuum. I, don't, I think it's it's on the floor in the living room. Oh, he said hi. He said hi, Mike. Um, That's not a message for me. I know. Oh, he, but but um, Max sometimes has folliculitis on his butt. No, not sometimes. One time. He one, had time it one time. Sorry, one time. <laughs> and it was and it was really red. And I was like, I don't like Aww. this. And so we over. I maybe overreacted or maybe didn't, and scheduled like a, <laughs> a telemedicine call with the pediatrician. And they sure. were like, more. The answer is more desitin more desitin they're like you're just gonna just burn through it just squirt it all over his body perfect well, i not, like not really all over his butt so i love and his that butt now looks great his butt looks good it's not like red and chapped and i you know i'm happy for him i'm ever, happy for all of you this is my best advice for someone who's getting ready to have a baby is if you think you're overdoing it on the desitin <laughs> you're not you're not overdoing it on desitin i think that's a it great tip it can't hurt them don't feed okay. it to them. But, right. Yeah. But put it on their ass. Dessie them up. Dessie them up. Um, wow. We have been talking for so long, but I know you wanted to talk about your changing station and I want to hear about that. The changing station is a controversial parental uh, purchase opinion. Some people do the whole I when I was a baby, I know my parents had a changing table, you know, like a legit piece of furniture and now a lot of parents are like i just throw them on top of like a towel you know wherever and we change their diaper that way what what has been the method that works for you guys i'm so glad we're finally getting to this part of the conversation i'm excited um i enjoyed the previous parts as well though so I did too. we we have a dresser okay and his clothes go in the dresser and then this skip hop rubber changing station sits on top of the dresser. Okay. And I I don't know anyone who went all in on buying a changing table, but I know I have some colleagues who are like, nah, just put a blanket down or a towel and totally. on that. And the thing is, they fucking piss and shit everywhere. Right. And I don't want I already have to do a lot of laundry. Like we I'm already I'm already doing just so much laundry, not just his, but ours. Cause like yeah. the spit he up, poops and, on you. you know, yeah. And the idea of like having to be like, Oh great. Now I need, I, you know, when he's home, 
when we're home on the weekends, like he gets changed a lot. If he like is smearing poop on like every other change and also like, you know, you take the diaper off too soon after waking him up from a nap. And next thing you know, he's like pissing skyward. And it's, I mean, he's pissed in his own hair before. Okay. He's like pissed in his, he pissed in his ear once. Um, like, I don't want to have to throw that in the wash. Whereas this rubber thing, it's soft. It's kind of sloped at the sides. Yeah. So, you know, so he's he can't reaching roll the point. off of it. Yeah. Well, he's getting very close to being able to fling himself off of it if he Excellent. wants to, which is why, you know, obviously, like, I'm just assuming that it's not a safe place for him to be unattended. Sure. Um, although when he was very little, it has a strap. Oh, yeah. You can leave an infant anywhere. Yeah, exactly. You just like buckle him in and, Um, you know, you hang out for the day, check in on him every couple of hours. But now the nice thing is, yeah, if he does nothing on the changing station. Cool. If he has like the nastiest, most insane poopy diaper, it still only takes 60 seconds to clean it. Because it's like Like it's like a wet. It's it's rubber. It's rubber. Okay. Yeah. It's like a rubber. I can't – I actually don't know what else feels like it, but it feels like something that you would see in like a clinical or medical setting where you had the expectation of needing to clean it a lot. Sure. I'm looking at and it right now. It, it's only like – it's, it's kind very of ex- it, – no, it's like not expensive. It's like $75 or something, right? Uh, the one I'm looking at is 30 bucks. This is just okay, the pa- – Okay. Well, that's – This is just the pad. Maybe there's something else. Oh, get just the pad. Get just the pad. The, okay. I think ours, I don't know why we got the one that has an arm with a toy on it. Like the baby does not need to be entertained during a change. It just okay. doesn't take that long. Yeah. If you can just get the pad or honestly, honestly, as much as I love this product, if you can get any rubber pad that like your baby can be comfortably on, it's yeah. just, it just makes cleaning up easier. And I know oh, some yeah. people are like, oh, you don't need all that. Also, I'm old. I'm an old dad. I'm 36. I turned 37 this year. Uh, I'm going to be fucking ancient when my kid graduates college. I might not ever see grandchildren. Kind of a bummer. Don't want to talk about it too much. My God, why are but, you bumming us all out? You're 36. Somebody, like 100. Somebody at, I know, but like if he waits till he's 36, I'm going to be 72 when he has his first baby. Like, Well, this is ugh. this is what ugh. my parents and Dan's parents are dealing with. So, Yeah, we, I know, I, but my grandmother came to my high school graduation. Well, that was a different time. And my time. college graduation. It was a different I know, time. I know, they just, popped, they just popped. She didn't even get to finish college. Exactly. She had to drop out of college. My grandfather was like, I'm not going to marry you if you insist on staying in college for yeah, another two right. and a half Yeah, right, exactly. Years. It's ugh. a different time. It's a different time. I know, I know. And the sacrifice of our fulfillment is that we don't get to meet our grandchildren but whatever so the point is um anybody <laughs> who's like pads. oh i just just wherever we are i just like throw a towel down on the floor or something i cannot i tried uh i tried doing like the floor change and then i would feel like a million years old when i stood up especially for like the 3 a.m changes when he's interesting two old. yeah and i would just be like oh my god i feel so old and then like sometimes you're so tired and you've done so many changes in the middle of the night that like you have to stop and think after you've changed the baby on the floor, which like when we had uh, my father-in-law come and stay, we just were changing the baby on the floor in our room so that he could stay in the nursery. Remember I changed the baby and I was like, I have to get you off the floor, but I also have to get myself off the floor. And I was like, what is the best way to do this? I guess I should stand up first, make sure that my feet, my feet aren't asleep. And then I will gently pick you up while bending over in the dark Oh yeah, no, this sounds horrible. Exhausted. So this is yeah. another thing that is masked as like comfortable for babies, but it's actually 
for parents, for which is that you need something that's at your height so that you're not mm-hmm. hurting mm-hmm. yourself and that you can do it while standing, but also standing up straight. And then the rubber pad is for cleaning, uh, for cleaning ease i'm watching this ad for a bamboo quilted waterproof changing pad liner which doesn't look the baby pees on it and then the woman rolls it up and puts it in her purse and i'm like i don't know this is not rubber i think is rubber you can just run underwater wherever you are right yeah and just like scrub it down with a water wipe i don't we've with the portable like roll-up changing pad we have um we we haven't been in a scenario yet where like that's gotten all messy out in public. I don't actually think we've changed this diaper in public yet, which is really weird. Ooh. But also, we don't have a we don't have a car. You don't have we a don't, car, so and like, also it's a pandemic. Like, where are you going? So yeah, yeah. For sure. But even if we go out for like a walk or something, like we're outside the house for like forty five minutes, I'm right. sure that I, I will have totally new tips to give all your listeners in two years when he's like. We've well, also taken maybe this like, summer when it's more comfortable to like take a baby's ass yeah, out in public. Yeah, and yeah, true, 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 freeze. true, true, true. But we'll yeah, so park. you're not doing a ton of public changing. Yeah. Oh, you know something that I'm now thinking I should add to our go bag, to our diaper bag, is uh-huh. some plastic bags to put his dirty clothes in. Yes, we don't, definitely. Not care- yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good idea. Because now that I'm thinking about summer and I'm thinking about the fact, like, what would we do with his clothes if he pooped in them right now? Yeah. Because right D- now Ziploc we don't carry gallon bags. freezer bags. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I'm sure there's a, also an eco-friendly option if that's something that you're into. But I think that that, yeah. I think. Or a, maybe a a laundry bag. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I think you want I something want plastic that feels- just for waterproofness. Sometimes laundry bags don't have that. I, I we have to do something eco-friendly because the bags we use for breast milk are one single use only and we oh, so have thrown so many of them away i feel very bad about it but i don't know what else to do with them they're not recyclable and they're not reusable there are some i'm looking now oh yeah there's some like nylon little like cinch bags Perfect. Okay, I'll put those in the show notes and I'll send them to you. Yeah, that's perfect. You don't want a mesh bag. That won't help. But there's some small like nylon bags that you could get. Probably like a pack of four and then, you know, you can put them on the wash. Rotation, wash Mm -hmm. them. Yeah, yeah. That's what we should do. That's definitely what you should have. You want things that will just like, if something poopy happens, you can keep it separate from everything else so it doesn't turn into like a whole production. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And the diaper, the bag. inside of the diaper bag should stay clean. Yes. Like I don't yeah. want to find myself in a situation where it's like I have to figure out, like I turn a book bag inside out and put it in the washer. And yeah, because there's like poop in it. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I, I think do this that. has been illuminating, if even if only for the desitin tip. But I really like the idea of like when preparing for a baby, literally think about yourself. Because the baby doesn't mm-hmm. give a mm-hmm. shit. Um, I'm sure, like, yeah, the ba- some don't. babies have preferences, like, but more often than not, it's like I hear people being like, I bought this $900 thing that, like, everyone said everybody's babies liked, and my baby fucking hated it, or like, my baby wouldn't drink from this, or my baby, like, doesn't want to suck on this kind of pacifier. Um, and I think if you go in with the idea that, like, what's going to make my life more comfortable? will ultimately make the baby more comfortable because happy parent kind of stuff. Yeah. Or as we say in my house, happy wife, happy life. We we don't no, say that in my house, unfortunately. Say. What do we say? Happy and Mike, happy life? 
No, we say if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. That's a good one. I can get you a sign that says that in for your house. That'll be my next. I'm gonna hang it above the kitchen sink. Yeah, exactly. I want it to be in a very elegant cursive (laughs) script, like whitewashed paint. Yeah, like a. Make it look like something I could get at TJ Maxx. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think I probably could get at TJ Maxx, but I think something more homemade will do the trick. Mike, thank you so much for joining us at G Thanks Just Bought It. Uh, I'm happy to add you to the very small, but very wonderful group of men that have joined me on this podcast. It is uh, not something I do often and not something I take lightly. And I think you did a great job. Thank you. Uh, you know, you have more more XY listeners than you know. You got a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of big fans out there. A lot I'm, of big fans. I'm so glad. Well, I hope I catered to them with this appearance by Dad Mike. Super Dad. Super Mike Dad Riggs. Mike. Super Dad. Stock yeah. up on your desitin. Stock up on your rubber sheets and rubber changing pads. I think those are great tips. And if you get get Molly to send me a link of the backpack that she bought because I'm interested. It's super fly. I will. Perfect. All right, you guys. We'll see you next week for another episode. You just listened to another episode of G Thanks Just Bought It, edited and mixed by Veronica Gruba and produced and hosted by me, Caroline Moss. In between episodes, you can always head to the G Thanks Instagram at G Thanks Just Bought It Pod and the G Thanks Facebook group to get and give life-changing recommendations of your own. Subscribe to our weekly sale and discount emails at gthanks.substack.com. It's free. And you can reach me at caroline at gthanksjustboughtit.com or leave me a message at 424-245-0736 with a product recommendation and you may be featured on an upcoming episode. Thanks is powered by subscribers like you. To keep all of our Thanks content free and accessible to all, consider making a monthly donation of $2 to keep us going at patreon.com slash gthanksandfriends. Thanks and Friends.